When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. In today's show, we have a lot to discuss, including global recession may last until near the 2024. Bitcoin having, according to Elon Musk, material scientists responded to that. F that, spring 2024, if that's true, half of crypto Twitter will be in a mental asylum. Also, as Matthew Highland shares here, Bitcoin has consistently made lower highs since June. Needless to say, the pressure is now on to make a higher high above 20500 after retesting the $18,000 region. Time is running out. And this just in, the Fed set to raise interest rates by 0.75%, according to the Wall Street Journal. And Max shares here, talking about Max Kaiser, rates have to top the GDP to stop inflation, so 9% or so. Also in today's show, well worth the fight. The Ripple Council confirms the Hinman docs are in their hands, and the truth will be shameful and shocking for the SEC, according to Ripple boss Brad Garlinghouse. Quitting him here, it was well worth the fight to get them, he exclaimed, adding the following, I have always felt good about our legal arguments, and I feel even better now. I always felt bad about the SEC's tactics, and I feel even worse about them now. Also in today's show, will the Ethereum price crash to $750? Will Ethereum daily active addresses just plunged to four month lows? That's right. The drop in Ethereum's daily active addresses comes at the ETH price flatlines, raising fears about a potential drop ahead. Also in today's show, BitBoy says Coinbase and FTX chiefs, referring to Sam Bankman-Fried, are out to ruin crypto in a scathing outburst. How many of you saw that yesterday? He went off the hinges, quitting him here. I don't represent the people. The F I don't. I'm the one who does. It is me. I'm the one here putting the work behind the scenes trying to save crypto while these devils, Sam Bankman Freed, Brian Armstrong, they're trying to permanently ruin it. I'll be breaking all this down for you. I'll also be sharing with you a $79,000 Bitcoin price prediction and we'll be discussing the Bitcoin price being undervalued. I'll also be sharing with you $150,000 price prediction as well as Bitcoin skyrocketing to $270,000 by 2030, according to the latest Finders Research, as Finders experts envision Bitcoin will reach almost 80,000 by 2025 and 270,000 by 2030. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this, plus so much more in today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost, a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. 
Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. All right. Welcome, everyone, to today's episode of Crypto News Alerts. I'm your host, JV, and this is podcast episode number 1081 of the Crypto News Alerts pod. So let's dive right into today's market watch and see what's happening for the overall crypto market. And everyone just joining us live, I just want to say welcome to today's episode. we got Bitcoin dead even, trading at around 19300 at the time of this recording. We have Ether up a half a percent, trading just above $1,300, while Binance Coin XRP, Cardano, Solana, and Polkadot all correcting and in the red and checking out the crypto market cap. Let's get a refresh for the latest numbers. We're currently sitting at 912 billion with 56 billion in volume in the past 24 hours. The current Bitcoin dominance is 40% even with the Ether dominance at 17.3%. And checking out the top 100 cryptocurrency gainers in the past 24 hours, we have... Let's check it out. Casper still leading the pack up 12% for the day, trading at 4.6 cents, followed by TonCoin up a ton, <laughs> just playing up 10%, trading at $1.39, followed by Chili's up 6%, trading just above 18 cents, followed by Clayton and Quant, and Quant has been recently killing it, but currently correcting and pulling back after a major rally. Now checking out the top 100 cryptocurrency gainers for the past week. You can see Casper clearly leading the pack up over 30%. We got Maker up about 15 percent TWT up 14 and a half percent and Lido Dow up 14.6 percent and checking out one of my favorite indicators is the crypto greed and fear index shows we're currently rated to 23 in extreme fear the same as yesterday last week we're also in extreme fear in last month as we have been stuck in extreme fear for the bulk of this year of 2022 and if you're not familiar with the crypto greed and fear index extreme fear can be a sign investors are too worried that can be a great buying opportunity like we're witnessing right now BTFD You feel me? And when investors are getting too greedy, that means the market is due for a correction. With all that being shared, once again, I want to welcome everyone tuning in right now to today's live show as we have a lot to cover. So let's dive right into today's Bitcoin technical analysis and let's break it down, shall we? Bitcoin may spend more time and until its next block subsidy getting battling this recession, according to Elon Musk in a tweet on October 21st, the Tesla CEO revealed his belief that the world would only exit the recession in spring of 2024. Now, after the U.S. entered a technical recession with its quarter three GDP data, debate continues over how much worse the scenario can get. For Musk, while long predicting the U.S. economy would enter a recession, the likelihood of a global downturn lingering is now real. That's right. It's just getting real. Asked on Twitter how long he considered a recession to last. The world richest man was non-committal, but erred on the side of years rather than months, quitting him here. Just guessing, but probably until spring of 2024, he wrote, having to say that it sure would be nice to have one year without a horrible global event. Musk's latest prognosis appeared particularly painful for crypto commentators, still sensitive to the macro moves in the market. Bitcoin dipped below 19,000 on the day. That's right, we touched around 18,500 yesterday, and reactions to Musk digested the idea that it might Take Bitcoin until the next halving for the price performance to see a significant trend change. The halving is currently scheduled to occur on May 1st, 
2024 as material indicators responds to Elon here. F that spring of 2024. If that is true, half of crypto Twitter will be in a mental asylum. Ain't telling no lies. Now checking out the daily chart, which faces a make or break moment at things are coiling up closer to home for the research warn that time is running out to save the Bitcoin daily chart. From a breakdown, according to commentator Matthew Highland, a daily close above 20,500 is now a necessary step. As he shares here, Bitcoin has consistently made lower highs since June. Needless to say, the pressure is now on to make a higher high above 20,500 after retesting the $18,000 region. And he reminds us that time is running out. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the crypto analysts. And earlier in the week, he also flagged the relative strength index known as the RSI as its behavior potentially copying the later stages of the Bitcoin last halving cycle for the bear market back in 2018. And as I shared, breaking news just in, the Fed is set to raise interest rates by another three quarters of a point, according to the Wall Street Journal. I take it this Fed rate hike would occur in November, which is right around the corner. And Max Kaiser shares here that rates have to top the GDP to stop inflation. So he's expecting 9% or so. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the Bitcoin OG. And for those, again, just tuning in, I want to welcome to today's uh, live episode of Crypto News Alerts, as we do have a lot to cover, a lot of very enticing topics, uh, to say the least. So let's dive right in. We already broke down the Bitcoin technical analysis. Now I want to dive into Ethereum, as many top analysts are predicting a major crash for the leading smart contract uh, platform, predicting a $750 Ethereum price. So let's break this down. And first, let's remind you where Ethereum is currently trading at. 1300 just above at the time of this recording, up just over a half a percent uh, for the day. So here we go. Ethereum has witnessed a substantial drop in its daily active addresses count over the last four months, raising fears about more downside for Ether price in the coming weeks. The number of Ether addresses dropped to 152,000 October 21st, its lowest level since June, according to data provided by Sansmit. Shout out to Sansmit. In other words, the plunge showed fewer unique Ethereum addresses interacting within the network, which you can see here in this chart. It shows you the Ethereum daily active addresses count on the daily time frame, and you can see it is dropping extremely low. So interestingly, the drop comes after Ether's 80% plus correction from its November 2021 high of around $4,900. Doesn't it seem like deja vu? Like it was just recent that Bitcoin was at 69,000 and ETH was almost 5,000. And now to see ETH uh, predictions as low as 750, it's crazy to say the least. Now this coincidence could mean two things. Ethereum users decided to leave the market and or pause their interaction with the blockchain network after the market's downturn. But sentiment analysts blame the drop on weak hands. Damn you weak hands. Sentimental traders who drop out of the market during a bearish or stagnant phase, they noted the following. Disinterest is at high at a high as the Ethereum prices have stagnated. Now, notably, Ethereum's price has been trading inside the $1,200 to $1,400 range for over a month, accompanied by a drop in weekly trading volumes and disinterest amongst investors is also visible across the Ethereum-based investment funds, which you can see here. This chart is actually shared by CoinShares. These funds witnessed outflows were $3.9 million in the week, ending October 14th, according to the CoinShares' latest weekly report, which you can see right here. And moreover, these outflows have reached $368 million on a year-to-date time frame. So now let's discuss a potential 40% Ethereum price crash in play. Crypto prices, as we all know, have tumbled this year across 2022 with other riskier assets brought down by the global central bank's tightening policies to tame rising inflation. But wait, last year they said that 
inflation wasn't real. It was transitory. It didn't exist. But now at least the genie is out of the bottle. But unfortunately, you can't get the genie back in the bottle. Just saying. However, they risk bearish continuation as inflation remains elevated, prompting more rate hikes in the future. As shared here, May 2023 Fed run futures hits 5% as traders price in yet another rate hike. This is coming from investing.com. And Ethereum could suffer due to the inflation-related macro risks. But in other words, Ethereum slash USD can slip below its prevailing rising trendline support, thus triggering a classic continuation setup called ascending triangle as illustrated right here in this chart. Now, the profit target of an ascending triangle pattern is measured after the adding of maximum distance between its horizontal trendline resistance and the rising trendline support to the breakdown point. As a result, each downside target it comes to be around $750, which is 40% lower than the current price levels. So I'd love to know your thoughts. If you feel that this can potentially happen for the leading smart contract platform, dropping another 40%. And if we did hit $750 for Ethereum, where do you think that would likely take the Bitcoin price down to? However, conversely, a rebound from the lower trend line could have Ether IR rally towards back the upper trend line. In other words, a climb towards $1,800 in October, up 40% from the current prices. So there you have it, just as easy as the Ethereum price can crash, it could also soar. So it's not a guarantee that Ethereum price is going to hit $750. However, it's a possibility. I say be prepared for all scenarios because there's no telling what the crypto market is going to do. I like to say Bitcoin is on its own vector. Crypto does its own thing. Sometimes it feels like a risk on asset uh, completely uh, decoupled with the rest of the, like the stock markets and equities and all this stuff, bonds. But sometimes it just decouples and does its own thing. So let me know your your thoughts are you short term or long term uh are short term bearish or short term bullish on ethereum let me know in the comments uh, right down below with that being shared next i want to talk about the latest developments regarding the xrp case versus the sec as they just had a pretty big victory regarding the hinman uh emails and uh, documents which have just been uh, released so let's break down this next story uh, of the day regarding uh xrp here we go San Francisco-based fintech firm Ripple has inched closer to victory in its ongoing battle with the U.S. SEC. That's right. Check this out. Uh, quoting Brad Garlinghouse uh, right here, who is their CEO, it was well worth the fight to get them. He exclaimed, I, it always felt good about our legal arguments, and I feel even better now. I always felt bad about the SEC's tactics, and I feel even worse about them now. Now, the fought over documents, which are the Hinman uh, docs related to the 2018 speech by former SEC division director William Hinman regarding the status of Ethereum, with the financial regulators seemingly pulling out all the stops to keep the documents under wraps. In the late September, uh, U.S. District Court uh, Judge Torres overruled the SEC's second attempt to withhold the documents. So the last thing they wanted to do was actually share these documents, but the uh, the court ruled that they had to, and now the cat is out of the bag. Now, at the time, he stated that ETH was not a security, and Ripple considers this a key argument in its case against the regulator, which has accused it of conducting an unregistered security sale of its native token, XRP, quoting Stuart Altori here, if I'm pronouncing his name right, over 18 months and six court dates later, we finally have the Hinman docs, internal SEC emails and drafts of the infamous 2018 speech. While they remain confidential for now at the SEC's insistence, I can say that it was well worth the fight to get them. So many are shouting victory for XRP. Now, partner at Hogan and Hogan, Jeremy Hogan, commented, 
the briefs were, we'll really see how strong each position is while posturing how the SEC will respond. He added that the briefs will be made public on October 24th and today being October 21st, that's just three more days away. And Ripple CEO Brad Garlinghouse vented on Twitter claiming that the SEC's behavior was shameful and shocking. Shame on you, SEC. Quoting him here, the SEC wants you to think that it cares about disclosure, transparency, and clarity. Don't believe them when the truth eventually comes out. The shamefulness of their behavior you're here will shock you. I have to agree with Brad Garlinghouse here as I feel what the SEC is doing in the industry is overreaching and shameful as well. And they can care less about investors who they claim to protect as they have hurt so many XRP investors over this lawsuit. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. You can't listen to what they say. You got to watch their actions and what they actually do. Now, the XRP price doesn't appear to have reacted to the latest development. Over the past 24 hours, the token has lost 3.2%, the fall to about 44 at the time of this recording, and let's just confirm that. XRP, yep, trading just under 45 cents at the time of this uh, recording. However, Ripple's momentum has been strong over the past month or so as the case inches towards closure, but XRP is still down 87% from its January 2018 all-time high of $3.40. So there you have it. What are your thoughts surrounding the XRP versus Ripple and this lawsuit versus the SEC? Do you think we will have closure here soon? Do you think the victory is inevitable? And do you feel that XRP will not be labeled a security, or do you feel vice versa? Do you feel it will be labeled a security and that uh, the SEC can ultimately do whatever they want? And unfortunately, that would have a lot of harmful effects to the rest of the crypto industry as the SEC will continue to go after other projects. It seems to me they're just shaking down the biggest crypto companies there are. They're doing this to the major exchanges, you know, Coinbase, FTX, whatever. They're, they're doing it to the major cryptocurrencies. I would not be surprised that if they don't go after uh, Ethereum next, because here's something that kind of gave that away. Remember back when Ethereum was a proof of um, a proof of work, just like uh, Bitcoin, and then they changed it to a proof of stake mechanism, probably you know for whatever ulterior motives they have behind the scenes. Who knows? Because the gas fees are still outrageous. There's still bad scaling. You still need layer twos such as Polygon slash Matic. So it makes you wonder: Did they do this in cahoots? with the federal government, such as the SEC, specifically so they can now label Ethereum a security? Because they've already come out. Gary Gensler is already accusing Ethereum as being a security. So if they win versus XRP, they can very likely just continue overreaching the entire crypto industry, which I don't feel is good overall. So, But I'd love to know your opinions uh, and thoughts in the comments right down below. Let me know how you feel, which leads us to our next story of the day. We're going to discuss... BitBoy versus Sam Bankman-Fried. And I'm going to give you a little backstory because I watched uh, BitBoy's rant yesterday on his show for about 20 minutes. And I usually don't tune in, but I saw it go viral on crypto Twitter and he got my attention. He dropped the F-bomb and lost it. I thought he was going to have a stroke or a heart attack. How many of you actually watched BitBoy's rant yesterday? Let me know in the comments below. It was quite entertaining to say the least. So here's the story. BitBoy claims he has been working on um, in the background, uh, with a lot of other regulators on, on some sort of, uh, some sort of crypto regulation he put a lot of work in for. And he claims a couple of weeks ago, he sent this bill to the head of FTX. I don't remember his actual name. We'll get into that here in a minute. And that guy kind of ghosted him, ignored him. And then weeks later, Sam Bankman Fried publishes, which was just like yesterday or the day before, just here recently, publishes his outline for his crypto regulation suggestion. And obviously it would destroy crypto as we know it. He's talking about 
ultimately given the government full control and oversight over all transactions on the blockchain, making it to where there's like uh, – Ultimately, if there's bad actors due to like illicit reasons that they would be blacklisted from the blockchain and no longer to be able to use it. In a nutshell, everything he recommended, in my humble opinion, was bad and would put an end to crypto as we know it. So I do agree with BitBoy on why he is going off on Sam Bankman-Fried uh, regarding this crypto regulation. It does seem that Sam Bankman, his background is a little questionable. Uh, BitBoy says he is not the crypto guy you think he is. He's just a politician. Uh, and just FYI, both of his parents, uh, Sam Bankman-Fried, are actually lawyers uh, and not just regular lawyers, but but like compliance lawyers. So it seems he was granted this position to put in this place of power. And lo and behold, you got, you know, during this uh, contagion that recently went on with the market crash, you got Sam Bankman-Fried uh, buying up all these crypto assets for pennies on the dollar, uh, you know, from all these bankrupt companies. Uh, I don't know. You got them out there. You got like Three Arrows Capital. You got Voyager and the list like goes on and on. So it makes you wonder, is he working with the government to take over crypto? It does seem that way at our expense. So without further ado, let me dive further into this uh, into this story because it's very interesting uh, to say the least. So here we go. Check it out. Check it out. In a video clip making the rounds on Twitter. Yeah, it actually went viral. Crypto YouTuber Ben Armstrong, also known as BitBoy, calls out Coinbase chief uh, Brian Armstrong and FTX CEO Sam Bankman-Fried in an outburst alleging they are trying to ruin crypto. Quoting BitBoy here, I don't represent the people. The F I don't. I'm the one who does. It's me. I'm the one out here putting in the work in behind the scenes to save crypto while the devils, Sam Bankman-Fried and Brian Armstrong, they're prying trying to permanently ruin it. And according to the crypto influencer, crypto is being hijacked by the people who have all the money. Quoting BitBoy again here, this guy with his freaking glasses on, this, I'm not even going to say these bad words, is out here trying to tell you that only the suits know what to do. BitBoy said again, responding to Ryan Sean Adams' assertion that he did not represent the crypto community. Only the suits, only the people who have all the money, they are the ones who get to determine what happens. No, our bill is for the people. It bears mentioning that BitBoy BitBoy's outburst has been met with mixed responses from the crypto community. On one hand, many agree with the influencer's sentiment in light of the recent regulatory proposal by SBF, which could potentially do away with the centralized exchanges and the centralized finance. That's right. If we were to adopt this bill put out by SBF, this could destroy DeFi as we know it. So you have this guy here in support of BitBoy saying, damn, BitBoy just went off. I am completely with you on this. And then you have others who don't agree, but watch a guru as he shared here, just saying crypto YouTuber BitBoy says Coinbase and FTX's CEOs are devils trying to permanently ruin crypto. And then you have Income Shark's response. The true devil was him charging 40000 to pump projects. He made a living from his undisclosed paid shills. It wasn't until recently he started mentioning them because of this. So there's a lot of controversy, obviously, with BitBoy, but notably the conflict between BitBoy and Adams has devolved into a war of words on Twitter with Adams teasing BitBoy with a bankless interview interview invitation he said want to come and do an interview on your your platform and uh, ben armstrong said yeah absolutely but he was just joking and uh playing with him at the end of the day it's also worth noting that the latest proposal by spf will require DeFi to be compliant with the office of foreign asset control the sanctions enforcement arm of the u.s treasury department and aside from this leading to broad crypto censorship as highlighted by the user it is highly impractical in addition to this will require dexes to register as 
brokers. Now, Adams, who in an earlier tweet described the proposal from Sam Bankman-Fried as unreasonable, asserted that the solution to the regulation problem facing DeFi in the U.S. was not to slap centralized finance rules on DeFi, but instead, according to the pundit, lawmakers should develop DeFi regulations from first principles. So there you have it. And here you can see Ryan Adams' response to SBF. SBF wrote, right now the devs can write code in the U.S. without fear of requiring a license they couldn't possibly get. And you can't launch a token without fear of prosecution for not completing a registration on one which would complete. If the industry argues for no registrations, this is what we get. As you can see, Ryan Adams responded, the solution isn't to apply the old CFI rules to DeFi. The regulation should approach DeFi from its first principles. And I agree here with Ryan Adams. Let me know who you agree with. Now, notably SBF's proposal has sparked industry-wide outrage, with many accusing the FTX chief of not caring about decentralization, as shared here by DC Investor. SBF is the most effective value extractor in crypto. And I'll read you the actual tweet here on crypto Twitter. He is very transparent and what he wants to siphon value out of your account and to whatever causes he claims to care about. Couldn't care less about decentralization. Meanwhile, NPCs here are simply to worship him like a hero. Pathetic. Very powerful, strong words, right? Now, I also like to point out a few things regarding this case with uh, SB. Um, F. Sam Bankman-Fried, there was a video that came out a while back and he declared uh, being a philanthropist, you know, and basically giving away all his money because money means nothing to him. You know, he shares that he only drives around a $20,000 car. He donates all of his money to the Biden administration. Uh, and I'm paraphrasing, but this is just what I remember watching this video of him saying it firsthand. I want to save the world. So I'm donating X amount of money to the Biden administration ends up being one of the largest donators of the Biden administration, which uh, speaks volumes in of itself. He says he's also donating mass amounts of money to fight COVID and for global warming, which are the biggest propagandas in the world. So he is a fake. I have to call him out on his BS because he is basically misleading crypto folks. And we're looking up to him like, wow, he is the youngest crypto, you know, billionaire. This guy is the man. No, he's in this position of power to ruin crypto because he is working with the elite to destroy crypto. So he is an enemy. And in this scenario, I agree 100% with what BitBoy had to say that Sam Bankman Freed is a devil specifically because he is trying to ruin crypto. Yeah, you know what I mean? Anyone donating all of their money to the Biden administration is probably a devil. I mean, could it be any more obvious? But anyways, I digress. I'd love to know your comments, your honest thoughts in the comments uh, right down below. And without any further ado, now I want to discuss our next story of the day, which is Bitcoin being underpriced right now. I'm going to be sharing with you some very bullish Bitcoin price predictions, which I love to share naturally. So let's dive right in, uh, shall we? So here we go. Uh, recently, there was a panel uh, fi- from Finder, and they were crypto experts uh, and fintech experts, and they came together to make some predictions of where the, the Bitcoin price is likely to go here in the future. The panel, made up of 55 fintech and crypto specialists, feel that King Crypto will be worth 21000 by the end of the year. Do you agree or disagree with this prediction? This is before skyrocketing to almost 80000 in 2025. And here in this chart, it shows you the predictions for the lowest Bitcoin price. In 2022, we had some people saying between ten to $12,000. We had some people saying between eleven five and thirteen. some between thirteen and fifteen. then from 14 to 16. The majority of the people said between sixteen to 17000 and then some said 
less than 17.5, which is the current low. Now, Justin Hartsman is the CEO of CoinSmart. He believes Bitcoin will end 2022 at just 17,000, but he says it can rocket to 75,000 by 2025. Quoting him here, Bitcoin is suffering due to external macro conditions. My 2025 price prediction will depend on the aftermath of the halving. If macro conditions improve and the regulatory environment gets better, then Bitcoin price should be able to rise up. Now, 53% of the panel think the Bitcoin price will continue to mimic the high growth tech stocks. We also have Nick Oraski, the CEO of Bitcoin Reserve, quitting him here. Bitcoin has high beta with traditional markets and traditional markets are in dire straits. All hangs on fiscal policy and jabber jawing of the Fed over the quarter. While there has been a broader market drop on the Bitcoin dominance, which has fallen to 40%, 77% of the panel still think Bitcoin is a store of value. So let's discuss, is Bitcoin underpriced? Personally, I think so. Also, Ben Ritchie, managing director of digital capital management, he thinks Bitcoin has institutional demand as a store of value rather than a currency, and he believes Bitcoin will be priced at 30000 by the year's end. Let me know if you agree or disagree with his prediction that we can realistically see a $30,000 Bitcoin price before the end of the year within the next couple of months. And he also goes on to share Bitcoin will hit $150,000 by the year end of 2025, which Maya, remind you, the next halving is in 2024, the year after the halving. Typically, we go parabolic, and that's when he's predicting this $150,000 target. We also have Nicholas Van Horde, CEO of Delta by eToro. He considers Bitcoin a store of value and says Bitcoin has proven less of an escape for inflation than he originally thought. And despite the conservative short-term price prediction, 56% of the panelists think Bitcoin is underpriced. Do you agree? Do you think Bitcoin is currently underpriced? Yes or no? We also have Miles Pashinsky, CEO of FV Bank who says that the fact remains, if you believe in the premise of Bitcoin as a unique limited supply store value, then its rarity is currently not priced in. And some 19% of the experts feel the Bitcoin price is overpriced, which is the minority. Uh, for example, we have on, uh, CEO of Omnia Markets. He feels Bitcoin will end the year at only 16,000 and says there are a lot more lows to come. As uh, he shares here, while Bitcoin has predominantly been a store of value during periods of uncertainty, the crypto market is headed into a territory it has never experienced. As global traders capitulate their investments, Bitcoin will experience new lows not reach this year. Let me know if you agree or disagree that we're likely to see a double bottom here in the coming months. And now let's discuss some, a few more predictions in regards to ETH, Bitcoin price predictions with the competition coming from ETH. We have Joseph Rakinski, a technologist and future futurist at Thomason Reuters. He feels Bitcoin is priced fairly, quitting him here. Bitcoin is almost being pulled and pushed by ETH now. People are finally recognizing that Ethereum is the real boss of the bunch. I don't know about all that. And Bitcoin is being bounced around in its wake. And we also have 54% of the panel thinking Ethereum will eventually overtake Bitcoin by market cap. And 29% of them say it will happen as soon as 2024. However, this view is actually a drop from July of 2021. At this time, 68% of the panelists were expecting the flippening event to occur. Remember, I've been talking about the flippening for quite some time. We also have Lee Smalls, a professor of finance at the University of Western Australia. He thinks Bitcoin is overpriced. Smalls expects the flippening to happen in 2023. He's actually predicting that Ethereum will flip Bitcoin next year. And he also feels that Bitcoin's commitment to proof of work will slow the progress on crypto energy issues. Quoting him here, the stock market will fall further before the end of 2022 and Bitcoin will follow it lower. Bitcoin will attract more bad publicity to the proof of work model now that the merge appears to have worked out well. I completely strongly disagree with what he has to say here. 
It doesn't seem that the merge worked out so well considering its price performance, but we won't know until the long haul, so I understand his perspective. But I don't think Bitcoin is going to attract bad publicity because at the end of the day, that's nothing more than FUD, which is fear, uncertainty, and doubt. We also have a vest long champ. Head of research at Siba Bank, he feels the flipping will also happen in 2024, but says Bitcoin is underpriced given its position as digital gold, quitting him here. Bitcoin and Ethereum do not compete. He makes a great point. They don't compete. They have different value propositions. I agree 100%, but let me know your thoughts in the comments right down below. Before I break down our final story of the day and we discuss Bitcoin skyrocketing to $270,000 per uh, BTC, but let me know your current thoughts on those predictions I just shared with you and if you agree that the Bitcoin price is ultimately uh, underpriced right now and a great steal for a long-term hodl, holla at your boy in the comments right down below. And now let's break down our final story of the day, this $270,000 Bitcoin price prediction. Shall we? Here we go. Bada boom, bada bing. Yeah, so let's just dive right in. The experts predict that the leading digital asset would trade at approximately 21000 by the end of the year, but they're quite bullish on the long-term valuation, expecting it to surge to nearly 80000 by 2025 and around $270,000 by 2030. Uh, that's right. This is pretty cool. I'm going to scroll right down here. The firm's experts are much more bullish on the long-term price analysis in their view it might surge to 79,000 by 2025 then skyrocket to 270,000 by 2030 but it's worth mentioning that finders 2021 survey estimated an even brighter future for the asset so that's right last year they were even more bullish this is what they shared one year ago the panel predicted bitcoin closing out 2025 at around 206,000 and closing out to uh, 2030 at 567,000 so we're talking about a half a million dollar bitcoin price a far cry from the predictions of roughly 79,000 Two hundred seventy thousand in October of twenty twenty two. So their prediction is ultimately sliced in half from what they were predicting last year due to the bearish sentiment in the crypto winter that we've experienced. And seventy seven percent of the respondents still believe Bitcoin serves as store value. Let me know if you agree with that. And among those is Serhi Zandanov, CEO of Exmo, who is optimistic Bitcoin can hit. A million dollars by 2030, quoting him here. Nothing fundamentally has changed for Bitcoin. It is a global capital crisis and Bitcoin is affected in the short term, but will recover. A lot of other financial assets will not. He added, and he makes a great point. What are your thoughts surrounding his $1 million Bitcoin price prediction? Let me know in the comments below. Also like to point out that it's the stock to flow model, which is predicting a $100,000 six figure Bitcoin price for the first time sometime between 2024 and 2024. Also like to point out that the Bitcoin halving may occur earlier than many are anticipating, as many are anticipating it to occur in May of next year. It could happen a few weeks or even a month earlier as the difficulty adjustment, you know, changes things uh, on the on on the fly. So could Ethereum realistically surpass Bitcoin? As I shared with you, some people are expecting that the market cap itself has a flipping on Bitcoin, but obviously I don't think they would agree that the the value of Ethereum would flip Bitcoin. So do keep that in mind. The reason I think a lot of these guys are so bullish on the long-term prospects of Ethereum is because that market of global finance is much bigger than the store value market because look at gold right now if you do the math. Uh, the gold market cap, where are we at? Someone let me know in the comments. What is it? $11 trillion like ballpark? That's the market cap that Bitcoin is going to tap into. And by Bitcoin tapping into that market, we can realistically see a $500,000 Bitcoin price 
Harris, as the Winklevoss twins already made the case for. Kathy Wood of ARK Invest has already made the case for. Uh, we have other people um, as well. Tim Draper predicting a quarter million dollar Bitcoin price. So a lot of them are very bullish on this uh, scenario. However, the Ethereum market cap can eventually surpass Bitcoin, being that market is much larger. But like I said, don't expect the Ethereum price to overtake Bitcoin. I think that's where a lot of people are getting confused. But let me know your honest thoughts. Do you feel the Ethereum market cap will ever realistically overtake the King Crypto? Let me know in the comments below. And being we're discussing that, let's take a look at the, the current crypto market cap as per Bitcoin versus Ethereum to see where we're at and what Ethereum needs to do to succeed at accomplishing this. So currently, the Bitcoin market cap is only $367 billion. Crazy how uh, how small of a market this truly is on the grand scale of things. Ethereum is currently sitting at 158 billion. So ultimately, Ethereum needs to like just over 2x, maybe 2.3x, 2.5x, and then it can realistically overtake the uh, Bitcoin market cap. But the million dollar question is, will that actually happen? Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below.